1: As Chicago aldermen work on new ward boundaries, an independent group has pushed its own equity version of a remap that could dramatically reshape the city's politics for a decade. The Chicago Advisory Redistricting Commission needs at least 10 council members to vote on its final draft of the 50-ward People's Map. It includes fewer gerrymandered wards to give residents fair and equitable representation in city government. With us are two of the group's leaders, Alan Linton, and Lizeth Mondragon and Alan is convinced that business as usual in this remap process just wouldn't wash.
0: Well we tried to do something different which is actually go to the people of Chicago. We hosted over 40 uh, hearings collecting testimony both in person across the city and virtually and we did this open to the public. We wanted to hear from individuals talking about their communities of interest. These are the places that they call home, the people that they engage with, the areas that they talk about as being their own. And we collected testimony. We collected sample maps, written and oral submissions. And then we, multiple times a week, all streamed live, tried to take the testimony that we heard and build wards to represent those communities. We started from a blank map. So we wanted this to be an innovative, different process. And at the end of the day, we came out with something that we're we're really proud
1: of. Very interesting. Lizeth, can you talk about what your group's independent map looks like? Give us the details. Yes, we
2: ended up with a map that looks more compact, that we keep communities together. I think that was our overarching goal. And when we look at sort of numbers, we're really looking at, you know, 15 majority African-American wards. We have 14 majority Latino wards, which includes 13 wards that are citizen voting age population. And we have seven total mixed majority minority community wards, which includes two Latino influence wards, which means that it has 45% Latino population. And I think that's sort of what ended up happening as we listened, as Alan mentioned. You know, we listened to community members. We heard people really resounding saying please keep our communities intact, you know, make sure that we don't have weird-shaped uh, wards, and really sort of looking at communities of interest. I mean, there's 77 communities in Chicago. We only have 50 wards, so we knew there would be some areas where we'd have to make some, some tough choices. But all along, what really drove us to come up with this final map was just listening to the community and ensuring that those communities that we could keep together, we kept together. Englewood is not splintered in our map. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is kept whole. So I think that was really what our map looks like and it reflects what the people really told us they wanted.
1: Can you talk about the dramatic population shifts that we've also seen here in Chicago over the last few years?
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, when we looked at the census data that came out this past August, we definitely saw that the Latino population grew in Chicago. We saw there was a decline in uh, the Black population as well. And it's important for us to recognize that and to understand that that was happening and it happened, you know, with the last 10 years. And although we had that at top of mind, we knew that all along we wanted to make sure that it represented what the people were asking from us. And we took into consideration the population changes and that was part of what we kept in mind, but top of line and always at the top was just what we heard communities say that they wanted to see represented as their wards and their communities.
1: So, Alan, you're, you're taking from what folks are telling you, plus you're looking, of course, at the numbers, the census data. Any other factors that you considered while redrawing these ward boundaries?
0: Just to elaborate, I think one of our driving goals was thinking about racial equity. Obviously, when you look up the myriad challenges in Chicago, whether it's uh, health care access, schools, uh, jobs, safety, these are issues that are impacting everyone, and we know that not just the, the people that, that inhabit the offices, but the political structures are laced in a history of institutional structural racism. And so what we wanted to do is keeping the figures in mind, following the law in our trainings as we were doing this process, we wanted to also keep in mind how do we recognize and try to begin to correct the decades-long history of racial separation and division in the city. I think one great example of that, as Lizeth was mentioning, was around uh, the Asian population. For a long time, the area around Chinatown and our growing Asian population in the city has oftentimes been divided. Structurally, by uh, being divided up into three or four different wards, we are really happy that the People's Map includes the first ever majority Asian population that contains. Uh, Chinatown as a whole community and recognizes the shift in population over time, but certainly in the last 10 years in that area and Mm -hmm. across the city of Chicago. And so that's a good example of using the figures, using uh, data, following the law, but also recognizing that this project in going to people – Making it transparent and recognizing the landscape that the, all of this is taking place in is core to the larger values of what it means to have the people, all of the people involved in the process and an outcome like our map.
1: And to your point, Alan, as we know, there's only ever been one Asian-American alderman, and that's Amaya Pawar on the northwest side. Lizeth, I want to go back to something you mentioned a moment ago. You talked about Englewood. So yes. f- for some context here, that neighborhood's actually currently broken up into, I believe, five different wards. What kind of challenges does that create for a neighborhood?
2: I mean, one of the things that we heard a lot was resources weren't coming to Englewood because, you know, you had aldermen with different priorities sometimes. And, you know, you have five different aldermen trying to work together and the community not maybe not even knowing where they fell into because there are five, you know, different wards, and I think any splintered ward or community, I mean, spaces those challenges of sometimes thinking that you are in in a certain ward and then you go to that alderman and there it's not it because you don't really know what those boundaries are but i think the biggest thing that we heard was just you know resources aren't divided equally they're not coming into our communities things might happen in in one ward in one ward but it doesn't happen the other even though there may be just a block split for that community so i think it just made it harder for community members to be able to rally behind as a whole community and bring positive change and uh, resources that were needed. And I think that that's a challenge when you do have uh, a community that's splintered into several wards.
1: Well, Alan, as we mentioned, you need at least 10 council members to support your independent map. What are the conversations that you're having with aldermen looking like right now?
0: Well, right now, you know, most of our focus has been on the map. Obviously, their attention has started just to turn to mapping, although the budget's been in the news. But we're taking a two-pronged approach. One is we need to get the people of Chicago to be part of our advocacy efforts as we're going to Alders and saying – we want a transparent process. We want a map that represents people until so the next couple of months will really be focused on really elevating the attention of the people's map and then certainly engaging and, and looking around to make the case to Alders directly uh, as they begin. Um, uh, hopefully they're hosting hearings and hopefully they're taking in uh, the response and feedback of the community members across the city of, of Chicago. But for us, it's two-pronged. We need people to go and visit and check out the, the final version of the people's map and chicagoswards.org and we also want to go to alders directly you know stopping into their offices and again elevating the case talking about the process here but also the goals of making communities whole and elevating the voices that many have but are oftentimes ignored and unheard so
1: is it too early to say or has anyone committed yet to supporting your map
0: it's a bit too early to say we've had some really productive conversations uh with several different alders you know getting to 10 is tough But obviously, as more attention will be focused on this, and as we show uh, the real strength and buy-in of the map, then we'll be in a a better position to reveal and start to say who's been more or less supportive. But as we go towards, obviously, December 1st as a critical deadline, we're pretty confident that we can identify at least 10 alders to support our map.
1: Lizeth, you talked about really trying to incorporate the feedback that you are hearing from local residents. Talk to us more about what they're telling you. Are, are you hearing any concerns?
2: I think what we heard a lot was, as I mentioned, the community of interest, not wanting to split communities when possible. The main concern, and I think some of the things that we heard is we have heard positive feedback. I think people have really said this looks like a map that is equitable, that takes to account community needs it's a matter of wanting something different i think that the concern is can we push the people's map to be what represents chicago because it was created by the people for the people that is something that we as a commission are proud of that people are resonating with the map uh when the first draft came out people were like wow my community's kept whole or yes, you know, this looks way better, you know, the gerrymandering isn't there. So I think those have been what we've heard about the people's map. You know, Alan and I and the rest of the commission, you know, we set out to create something that people could be proud of and and, and support. So I think now, as Alan mentioned, is getting community residents to go to their alder uh, person mm-hmm. and get them to say like, hey, this is the map that we want, support it. And I think that's the biggest way that we can make the people's map, you know, the Chicago map for the next 10 years.
1: Lizeth, what does equity mean to you here? Because it's a word that's used a lot these days, and I would love if you could just spell it out for our listeners, what equity means when it comes to this remap process.
2: I think it means that community residents have a say, uh, that community residents know what's going on, with this map the the creation of it it should be an open process and everything is just transparent and allowing community residents to really understand what is expected of them what the community will look like Uh, Without it being done, behind closed doors, without it being rushed to the public. And it's bringing communities together and work towards what their community needs and and being able to work with others and and work with their older person, giving people a chance to be part of the process and not be something that is done without them. And we really keep accountability as part of the process for the people that we elect.
1: Alan, during her campaign, Mayor Lightfoot called for a nonpartisan, independent redistricting process. I wonder what you want the mayor and city council to take away from your approach to this remac. What are they missing?
0: Well, I think there's a couple of things that can be instructive and insightful. One is that You can follow through with these promises. I I think we hear a lot about returning power and, and accountability to people by elected officials, by folks running for office, but we don't actually see the execution. What our process models is the idea of, one, you can do this out in the open, right? You can have this recorded. You can have it shared. You can have these meetings at times where people can be a part of the process. And two, that this can be more responsive to the needs on the ground that Lizeth talked about and not just maximizing and maintaining electability for incumbents. As a structural point, we really need to make sure that we focus on this. You asked about equity, and and before I get to the second point, and it's about fairness, Fairness in in that these maps that will govern the way many people will engage with leadership, the way that they'll engage with problem solving, the way that they'll engage with the community, fairness is actually hearing from those folks on the ground that are experiencing these challenges and oftentimes have solutions that they can't necessarily go to one single person or one office to help promote the solutions that they have. So I think as a process point, I think that that can happen. The larger and second point is that We have the opportunity and those at City Hall have the opportunity to generate and follow a process that does, in fact, represent the values Mm -hmm. that they say they have and the values shared by Chicagoans across the city. Openness, honesty, transparency, and responsiveness to the people and their concerns and issues. And I think our process is just as important as our outcome That's recognizing the changes in the city, but knows that the fabric of this great city, the 77 different neighborhoods that people talk about and live in ways that don't reflect the previous maps that are more focused on incumbents. And so if we actually turn to the people for how they understand their neighborhoods, how they understand the challenges of them, then that can guide and lead a process that we've modeled for future mapping that's responsive and actually is uh, reflective of the day-to-day lives of folks on the ground.
1: We're almost out of time but Lizeth can you just briefly tell us the next step here in in this process and where folks can go to learn more about this people's map
2: yeah so you can definitely visit our website chicago's dot org uh, that's where you'll see everything you can find the recordings and and see the the final map and find that the narrative and all the details of how we got to the map. The next step for us, and I think we've talked about it throughout uh, this conversation, is is really engaging community members, Uh residents, for them to come to be part of this process, to engage with their alder people and get them to support, you know, the people's map and those 10 aldermen, what our hope is uh, to get in the next few months.
1: That is Lizeth Mondragon and Alan Linton of the Chicago Advisory Redistricting Commission. Lizeth and Alan, thank you so much. Well, that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast and please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow.